Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 24, verses 3-6 through six. Welcome back to the LiftBridge Podcast. This is your host, John Laurie, coming to you live from beautiful Bay Lake, Minnesota, in the beautiful Cuyahoga Lakes region of the state. And I am here for a pastor's gathering and uh, just had an absolutely wonderful fall day. Hope that your day has also been great, whether uh, it has been kind of a, a rainy uh, day of watching the leaves get blown around the yard. Or maybe you're having a sunnier southern kind of fall day. We're glad you're here with us, and we hope you're ready to embrace some of the, the changes of this season. And uh, we are going to be talking about uh, fall changes, talking about my annual last fish contest, and also some of the wonderful wisdom to be found in the book of Proverbs. So we're glad you're here with us today, and uh, remember... As always, keep looking up. Well, I'm very excited to be able to sit back at the end of a wonderful day of singing and studying God's Word and praising the Lord and just having great fellowship um, and just sit back and kind of uh, share with you uh, some of my thoughts on this beautiful time of year. Um, it has been kind of a weird day here. Uh, it's been one of those days where it never, I think the sun did come up, but we never really saw it. <laughs> and every year, uh, at this time of October, there is a day like that where it seems like the sun just didn't bother to get up that day. And so we have to go inside and let um, our hearts do the, the brightening and the cheer, cheering and uh, kind of bring the sunshine into our homes that day. It has been very windy, very cold, and uh, I am having a wonderful time, though, um, enjoying the outdoors um, and, uh, here on Bay Lake, I am holding my annual last fish contest where, which I will talk about in a little bit here, but, um, I wanted to talk about this time of year and just kind of talk about some of the things I've been noticing. Number one, uh, there are just so many beautiful yellow leaves. Uh, this year, uh, most of the reds are down by now. There still are some reds. There are some oranges in places, but the leaves that are yellow have just eclipsed everything else, and now they are falling on the ground, and everything just looks so rich and beautiful. I was talking with Caitlin, and we were talking about how, for some reason, 
during fall, it's the easiest time of year to imagine the Middle Ages. And uh, I think one of the reasons for that is the leaves always remind me of stained glass. And I, uh, I just love watching the sunlight filter through the fall colors. And it never fails to just give me awe at the Lord's wonderful inventiveness. You know, he, he just does things in such a wonderful way. Um, he, he makes a leaf and you think, you know, a leaf and then amazing things can happen and turn it into an individual and collective work of art. And I mean, uh, you think about all the leaves that are on the ground. Well, you could pick up one of them and one of those leaves might be one of the most beautiful leaves you've ever seen. Um, and my mom gave us such a huge appreciation for leaves. Um, <laughs> my dad was asked if he could uh, share this book. So he shared this book and whoever was reading it said, Oh, uh, there's a leaf in here. He said, yeah, there's a lot of leaves in a lot of our books. And, uh, so I, I have that habit. And, uh, especially at this time of year, I I'm picking up some of the really pretty ones and tucking them away. So it's fun to come across those, but you know, the Lord has really given us a an outdoor stained glass uh, time of year. And I remember reading um, somewhere that uh, some of the Jewish rabbis believed that creation had started in October. And I, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is true, I was thinking, I wonder if the Lord started creation off with beautiful fall colors. I think that might have been absolutely spectacular to see. Um, but, you know, just kind of a, a fun thought. Uh, not, a, not, a whole late, not a whole lot of weight to, to put on it, but man, the Lord is such a, a wonderful creator and he's really knocking our socks off right now in the woods at this time of year. Um, we are also seeing some of the preparations for the winter get finalized. And, uh, you know, it's still probably at least two to three weeks. Uh, we hope more like three, um, before any snow is on the ground, but man, us Midwesterners are really starting to, uh, be confronted by the reality that the weather is changing today it it dipped below 50 and it was coal a cold rain like elvis sings about cold kentucky rain we're having a cold minnesota rain today and uh there's some chores that we have to finish doing i have to uh wrap up some boats in tarps and um finish cutting up some firewood and finish helping the neighbors with their apples but uh, all in good time. It will all get done. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things that when you get those chores done, man, you just feel so good. You, you kind of feel like a pioneer, you know. Uh, it's one of those times in modern life where you feel some sympathy for the pioneer. And you're like, okay, I'm ready for the snow. 
and uh, you just feel good about that. Um, I was talking with some boys today, and uh, it occurred to me that, you know, this is such a cool time to share the outdoors with kids, and uh, getting getting them outdoors, getting them experiencing things, um, what an opportunity it is. And uh, I was talking with this one kid uh, who was telling me about how he was 9 and he was going to be 10 and uh, he had never caught a fish and he just you know, almost hung his head in shame. I said, well, you know what, buddy, you got a lot of time. And I could just sympathize with them so much because I remembered what that felt like. You know, you think, oh, I'm nine years old and I've never experienced these things. And, uh, but you know, how wonderful to be able to take kids out and, and give them these experiences of these things that they'll never forget and that they'll be able to build off of for the rest of their lives. So lots of cool things happening there. On the wildlife front, uh, the grouse are in the woods. We had this really interesting, I've had two of the most interesting grouse hunts I've ever had in my life in the last uh, couple of times I've been out. Um, Caitlin and I went out and it was a beautiful, sunny Indian summer day and the grouse were actually drumming. And it was so interesting. And of course, I had a Tolkien quote in my mind. I just kept thinking, drums, drums, drums. Um, from when they're, uh, when they're in Casa Dune. But um, these grouse were drumming. And it was so confusing because you just could not tell where in the woods they actually were. But you knew they were there. So we we did flush some and and uh, had a lot of fun with that. Did not have grouse for dinner that night, but it was a good and fun and interesting hunt. And it's so neat to have all of these experiences pile up um, in a season and and just not be bored because there's just these animals are just so interesting and they will really surprise you. I also for the first time played some grouse calls and man do they make some interesting sounds some of them sounded like cats some of them sounded like chickens parrots really interesting so it's a very versatile animal um then on another hunt caitlin flushed something but it was a heavy flush and okay that didn't sound right um uh, it turns out uh these these it's at first I thought it was like an eagle, um, it then it turned out no, it was a whole flock of turkeys, like ten turkeys, and they were flushing really wild, breaking tree branches off, um, going up to roost for the night, and uh, we had never seen turkeys in that part of the state, and we were just like blown away, um, and we ended up just it just added so much to our hunt. Um, and it was so funny. We were laughing so hard because these were the biggest grouse we had ever heard flush. So it was a lot of fun. So, you know, it, it can surprise you out there. Um, we're starting to see the deer's coats uh, turn brown. They, they don't have that beautiful reddish coat from the summer. Um, and 
the the velvet is getting worn off of the buck's antlers. Most of the bird migration is finished from the little songbird standpoint, but here and there we're still seeing some really neat things. Um, up near Duluth, there is a scissor-tailed flycatcher, which is one of the most beautiful birds. Usually, it's a state bird of Oklahoma. That that has been hanging out for like a week up near Two Harbors, and so sometimes some really neat things can come down at this time of year. Um, Caitlin and I also got to see a Ross's goose for the first time in a field of geese uh, near Duluth. Um, the the ducks are coming down uh, today at Lake Malax. I saw a group of golden eyes and some buffalo heads. So it's really neat to see the, the, uh, those and also there are swans on Bay Lake, trumpeter swans. So there are, uh, also saw a pied-billed grebe recently, which is one of the coolest little critters in the water. I just love those. Um, they're just so neat. And uh, so lots of cool stuff. Um, the It's kind of starting to feel wilder, starting to feel a little more uh, real that, uh, that the season is changing and yet it, there's just this beautiful majesty to it, uh, that reminds us that the Lord has purpose in seasons and in times and he accomplishes his purposes and, um, shows his glory in powerful and yet everyday ways. So praise the Lord and look forward to tell you a little bit more about my last fish contest in the next segment. Well, I have been excited to tell you about my annual Last Fish Contest. And right now, uh, it's been the type of day uh, today on October 26th where I actually had to stick my down jacket in the dryer. (laughs) Man, did it feel so good after I got it out of there. But um, it's just been so wet and so cold that um, that's just the kind of day it's been. But even on today, I am persevering in trying to um, get a uh, another late entry into my contest. Uh, this kind of started for me um, uh, a number of years ago, and I participated in um, sports in high school and college, and I I forgot my first love for fishing. And then one day it came back to me in one big wallop. Um, I caught a Sunny for the first time um, in years after graduating from college. And it just hit me. Uh, I, I was literally hooked. There was like an electric feeling that went through me when I caught that fish. And I have just been crazy about it, wild about it ever since. And so for me, this is a hard time of year because uh, I'm not much of an ice fisherman. And so as we get close to this time when the lake is going to freeze up, um, the water temperature is still pretty warm at night, but every day that it gets colder, um, uh, it kind of starts to chip away at that. And then once you get enough nights uh, with freezing temperatures in a row, 
well, you know what will happen. So um, it's it's a tough time of year uh, as a fisherman, but hey, why not go out with a bang? That's the way I see it. And so um, it's been a great season of fishing, and I always love to, if I get a chance, try to push the envelope for the last fish of the season caught in just normal water. Now, uh, last uh, Friday, my first entry uh, was a really nice, probably about 13, 14-inch largemouth bass. And uh, I caught that on a lure that I actually found underneath the eagle's nest. Sometimes they'll do spring cleaning and Sometimes the fish that they catch will have lures inside them or hanging off of their mouths. And uh, this one, apparently, this lure had had gone up into the nest with a fish and the eagle uh, had done some spring cleaning. And so this was a very successful lure. Um, it, it had gotten the stamp of approval from the eagles and uh, I, I was able to catch a a nice bass with it. And so I thought, okay, that's probably my latest entry. Well, flash forward to Wednesday night. It's very late, but I knew I was going to be coming to the cabin and I just was struck by the idea. What if I got some bait and there wasn't much to choose from? Um, there are these really sad looking containers of wax worms um, no night crawlers, no nothing else. And so I was like, well, you know, in a pinch, I guess I'll, I'll work with what I got. So I got some wax worms and, um, I set things up, just put a simple bobber and hook on. And, um, I got four sunnies last night, um, on the 25th. So as of today, October 26th, I, um, I did miss out on a strike and they got my bait. I must have educated them really well last night. But um, as we, as of uh, time of production, we are right now, October 25th is on the board. I think my latest fish, um, the unofficial record, is October 27th. So who knows? Maybe tomorrow I'll tie it. We'll see. But um, I think it would be really fun. Uh I I kind of have this dream. Sometimes every once in a while you get a really warm deer opener and I just kind of have this uh, and I I I'm, I'm all business when it comes to deer hunting, but um <laughs> but I kind of have this fun idea that if I was fortunate enough, blessed enough to get my deer uh squared away on the first day of deer opener and it was a nice warm day. I just have this fun idea that it would be so much fun to catch a fish in November and um, to catch a fish on the same day you got a deer. So that's just kind of a, a fun uh, goal to work towards. But tell me, liftbridgepod at protonmail.com, tell me about your latest season fish. Love to hear about it. And uh, I know we do have some listeners down in the Georgia area. Maybe you can catch fish, you know, at Christmas time. I don't know. Make us jealous. Tell us what's going on. And uh, we look forward to catching you in the next segment. 
In our final segment today, I am so excited to talk about something that I have been really, really getting such a blessing from in my own personal life. And I have been, you know, sometimes uh, the Lord will teach you something through repetition. Somebody will tell you something and then you'll hear about it soon after from another person. And then you try it and you're like, oh, yes, this is so great. Well, I have been learning about the value of reading Scripture over and over again and just really allowing the words to sink down into uh, my heart and to have these turns. These and, and every word of Scripture is precious and valuable. God chose these words and he chose the construction of these words. And oftentimes there are certain statements that he meant for us to ponder and think over because they are interesting, they're pithy, they're challenging. Sometimes you're not sure what it means right away and you got to think about it. And Of course, when your mind is working, that's when you're learning. And of course, he made our mind. He he made us. And when he wrote his word, he knew how to catch our attention. So I have been... uh, um, My dad has this wonderful method. He calls it his morning coffee time. Uh, His morning breakfast is the word and coffee. And he... Um, you met him in a, a very recent edition of the Liftbridge pod, and uh, we were able to record two fantastic episodes with him about camping, and uh, look forward to having him as a guest again real soon. Um, so one of, the, one of the things that he has learned in his Bible reading is that um, every day he reads... Um, the opening chapter of Genesis, and then he will read about three or four, maybe five other portions of Scripture. And the connections he finds between these books and between the passages, uh, it's just like fireworks going off for him. And so he will he will um, try to read some passages every day and then switch some other ones and just see the connections that emerge from that. Uh, The speaker at our conference today was saying that one of the ways he really profits from the Word of God is by reading a book and then reading it again and then reading it again and then reading it again. And this is something that I uh, started doing recently after talking to my dad and the way he reads scripture, I'm, I'm not as ambitious. I usually try to stick to one book, but I read a chapter in the morning and I read a chapter in the evening. And usually um, it's from the same book. And so I will just read through and I, I have been going through the new Testament and doing a pretty intensive study of uh, first and second Thessalonians. And, when I got to the end of that study, I decided, you know what, um, I I have been, I, I think I just need some variety. 
Um, and you know, another thing is too, is that sometimes when you're reading in the morning or evening, you're tired. Right. And so I thought maybe I need to just read something very short and pithy. So I started reading Proverbs and it has just been so wonderful. I'm going to tell you why. Um, one of the things that really emerges in studying this is that God is sharing his wisdom with us. He is our creator. He knows how we should best live, how we should best operate. And the way that we do this, one of the ways we do this is through wisdom. Now, when God shared his law with Israel, um, there were blessings and curses attached to the law. If they kept the law, they'd be blessed. If they broke it, they'd be cursed. Pretty simple, pretty easy to understand. Um, where wisdom, the where Proverbs comes in is understanding God's purposes. Understanding that not only is God making, um, sharing his law, but he's sharing a way of thinking that understands where he's bringing you to, um, understanding how to truly profit, understanding how to truly uh, find what God made you to find, and to understand his purposes. Uh, and so it's, it's just so neat because um, a lot of the things in Proverbs are, are aiming at the same type of righteous life that you would gain by studying the law. However, you're approaching it at, at not the angle of what can I do or what should I do in order to obey, but um, what should I do in order to be wise? And we see that the scriptures really reinforce each other in this way. And uh, we're able, so, and then they apply so often, so practically to our lives. I think about um, the situation right now um, in Israel. And one of the, one of the Proverbs that I was reading was talking about uh, decision-making and about how uh, decisions should not be made in haste. And uh, one part of the discussion about um, kind of the intensification and escalation of conflict in Israel has been about, you know, justifying it, um, you know, based off of what was done to them. But what uh, Proverbs helps us to understand is, well, you may be able to say, I can do this, or I might do this, but the real question is, should I do this? You know, is it wise to do this? You know, um, there are many things we might be justified in doing, but would it be wise to do so? And we see that uh, what we're aiming at in life is not merely, um, not merely, uh, 
just kind of making haphazard decisions in the moment, but uh, our lives following this trajectory of building our lives off of the same wisdom that God used to create the world, which is a really exciting concept. Um, We want to be making good decisions. We want to be making godly decisions. We want to be working with God to build the kind of lives that he wants. Now, one of the things that I, I think about, we talked about this on a very recent episode about the new covenant and the personification of wisdom in, um, I believe it's Proverbs chapter 8, um, reminds us that uh, the Lord has always wanted us to um, have his word written on our hearts. Um, the law, God's law, uh, when it was given in its mosaic form, it had a temporary purpose to lead us to Christ. But God's greater purpose was to have his law written on our hearts. And to, uh, and, and we kind of see that wisdom is kind of a foreshadowing and kind of a, a way that we can apply this. We can kind of think about wisdom from a new covenant perspective that, that, God wants us to want his word written on our hearts because we are pursuing wisdom. You know, uh, as we are kind of uh, shifting to indoors activities, we have time to sit and ponder, time to pontificate maybe. I love that word. Um, I really encourage you to just dig in here. And uh, if you are looking for some scripture you can really apply to your life, um, you can find it here in the book of Proverbs. And, you know, just for fun, I thought I would um, pick a, pick just at random, pick a passage here in the book of Proverbs, and we just talk about some of these and talk about how we can apply these to our lives. So, Here we are, I just randomly turn to Proverbs 19, uh, verse 1. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. You know, we uh, Proverbs does not necessarily have a big estimation of poverty, right? Poverty is not seen as a net positive in the book of Proverbs. However, uh, we see that to ha- have integrity and to, even if you are uh, poor, it is better to have integrity than to have money and to be a fool. Amen to that. Amen to that. I, I don't think I can expand upon that anymore, but to say that our world needs to hear that. We need to hear that. We need to have our priorities in, in order. Verse 2, also that the soul... Be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Uh, our world does not value wisdom. Uh, I, I believe people in our world value it because uh, if you are in charge of anything for any length of time, you realize that the people you want around you are people with integrity. You want people you can trust. You want people who are productive. You want people who are um, have God's favor in their lives. 
Um, those are the people you want around you. Those are the people you want as employees. Those are the people you want in your family. <laughs> those, uh, that's who you want for an in-law, right? But our world, and I believe by design, our world, we see foolishness everywhere. And foolishness is the result of a lack of knowledge of God and his word. Um, Proverbs teaches us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's at the beginning of the book. And we can see a world that does not know God is foolish. It does stupid stuff. It is stupid. Uh, It doesn't have a lot of hope of getting better on its own because, well, it has no hope of getting better on its own. But we we really see here, uh, you may not know wisdom, but you do know stupid when you see it, right? And we see that in our world today. There's a lot of things that don't make sense, and they don't make sense because they're not based off of God's um, ways of doing things. And in this verse, Proverbs 19, verse 2, the soul was made to have knowledge, right? It's not good if the soul doesn't have knowledge. This is knowledge of God. And so we see that, you know, every person around us has an immortal soul, but do they have the knowledge of God? If they don't, it's not good. Uh, If you are living as somebody made in God's image, made in made to have fellowship with him, made to love him, made to worship him, but you don't know him. You have something precious in you that is going to waste. And he's given us Jesus Christ so that we can come back to him. We can be his again. We can have his favor. We can have Jesus' righteousness and so have peace with God. Um, we also see that haste is something that really gets panned in this book. Um, you know, when you are making decisions, it's possible to make good decisions quickly, but um, if you are making them off of um, shaky desires that do not reflect God's desires, and you're just making snap decisions that are not based off of wisdom, you're not going to get good results. And we see that in our world today. You know, when you are making a decision that affects um, thousands, hundreds and thousands of lives of both civilians and military um, personnel, you want to make good decisions and you want to make them off of um, biblical values. And uh, we just don't see that sort of decision-making in our world today. Again, why? Well, because people um, are, are reflecting the foolishness of failing to honor God. Uh, verse 3, The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. You know, foolishness is not just something that makes uh, you an object of mockery or makes you, you know, feel dumb. Here, foolishness is actually perverse. It's something that is foul. It's something that is unclean. It's displeasing to God. It, it disqualifies you for His service. And we see here that it 
goes along with a heart that is out of rhythm with God. It it's it's resisting Him. It's fighting Him. Um, and so we know that again, this is a, a lot of these things really ultimately bring us back to the gospel that we do need to find peace with God in Jesus Christ. And the scriptures say that Christ is our wisdom. Um, In him is all of the wisdom we could ever hope for. Uh, He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. And the Bible talks about how we, in, in Ephesians, it talks about how we are growing up into the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now think about that, that line on your wall where your mom and dad measured you as you were growing. And put your name in and the date, and you could see your progress. You were growing up. How exciting that was. Well, in the same way, if as we are... As the Holy Spirit is transforming us to be more like Christ, we're growing up. And we are we're growing up into being like Jesus. And so the wisdom that we see in Proverbs is oftentimes going to be reflected in the life of a Christian who has Jesus as their wisdom and their righteousness. And we can apply these to everyday life because... That's what they were meant to do. Uh, Here's another one. Verse 4 of chapter 19. Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. Well, isn't that true? You know, that's a a truism about human nature. It's pretty easy to make friends when you got a lot of money, right? But the poor is separated from his neighbor. The neighbor doesn't want to be, oh, that guy's got a lot of needs. I better not make myself too available to him. You know, that's that's the way the world is. And so uh, sometimes you have these proverbs that are kind of a reflection of the way the world is. Um, we could say, well, we wish it wasn't that way, but that is the way that it is. So it's good to know that. And uh, it's good to be able to understand that. Um, now, those friends that you make when you're rich are not necessarily the kind of friends you want. But we do see that wealth is, at the end of the day, in the book of Proverbs, it's not the be-all, end-all. There are many things that are more important than wealth. But we do see that there is a place in life for material blessings, and um, we want to be good stewards of what God gives us. Uh, Proverbs 19, verse 5, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Um, This is a very important concept because we have to understand that society, uh, if society is only functioning off of laws being enforced, you have a sick and perishing society. In order for a society to actually be strong, people have to want to do the right thing for the right reasons. And people have to tell the truth because they fear God. And here we have this wonderful truth that, you know, you you may be unpunished by a court, but you're not going to escape God's judgment. 
it's important to remember these things. Uh, and again, this goes so well with the gospel. Um, God knows all the secrets of our hearts. He's going to judge those one day through his son, Jesus Christ. But we can, we can agree with him now about our sin and put it away forever um, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so all those secrets uh, of our hearts are covered by his blood. When we put our faith in Jesus and God doesn't see them anymore. They're wiped out. They're gone. We're clean. And now we have, now we're his child. So how wonderful to know that God does see and that God has made a way for us to have peace with him. But also just real plain and simple, speak the truth, right? Um, so we're just going to stop right there. Uh, there's so many wonderful Proverbs here, and they really do apply to our everyday life. And they just show us that the Christian life is a Holy Spirit-empowered life. It's an amazing life, and it can also be a very practical life that has to do with our work and our families and the way we think about um, what is really important in life? And, and do we go out and do that? <laughs> so praise God. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And uh, we'll see you as we close in the next segment. Well, the old clock on the wall is telling me it's time to go. I hope you've had a wonderful time. I know I have. And hope that you're enjoying this beautiful late fall. Um, Grab the book of Proverbs. Grab a cup of coffee and start your morning right tomorrow. And uh, just keep reading God's word and let it soak in. And uh, hope that you're taking time to look out the window too. And maybe seeing a V of geese flying overhead. Or seeing the leaves whirl around on the grass. and uh, or a squirrel uh, burying uh, his acorns. So lots of special things. God has just blessed us so richly uh, by giving us um, these wonders to enjoy, uh, these reminders that he made this world and everything in it, including you, for his glory. And remember, keep looking up.